You're listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Social networking websites may provide isolated physicians a chance to network with other docs far beyond their geography. But might it not perpetuate inaccurate information? Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt, author of You Can Think Like a Psychiatrist, your host, and with me today is Dr. Daniel Palestrant. Dr. Palestrian is founder and CEO of the Cambridge-based CIRMO. As CEO, Daniel is responsible for the overall vision of the CIRMO community and business. His main tasks focus on ensuring that CIRMO is a valuable resource to physicians while building a profitable and socially responsible enterprise. Welcome to ReachMD. Thank you for having me. Uh, Dr. Palestrant, for those who are not familiar with CIRMO, please briefly tell us what it is. CIRMO is now the uh, onla- largest online physician community in the United States uh, with 45,000 licensed U.S. physicians. Uh, we're growing at 1,000 to 2,000 physicians a week, and we are a medium where U.S. physicians can share information and in doing so improve patient care and better understand the challenges facing uh, physicians. So kind of Facebook for physicians? It's a little bit more of a professionally oriented medium, both in the membership base, but also in the design, that this is specifically architected in such a way that physicians can effectively and efficiently share information with one another. Now, those of us that practice clinical medicine know that often what we do in our offices is far ahead of what the published research tells us. Is this the kind of power that you're hoping to harness with CIRMA? Leslie, I think you're absolutely right. The art form of medicine, the history of medicine, is much of taking information from the bedside, the classic Osler or Halstead clinician, scientist, and then allowing physicians to collectively gain insight and then take that insight through a scientific inquiry and then allow that scientific inquiry to flow back to the bedside. What CIRMO is doing is it's allowing that same cycle, if you will, to occur um, almost in real time and on a much, much larger scale. So the kind of thing that, hey, I saw this today in my office, has anybody else seen a similar thing? That kind of discussion? Exactly. The power of the CIRMO medium is its flexibility. So we get literally thousands of posts a month about actual clinical situations. How would you treat this patient? How would you address this scenario? But often it's politics, it's strategy, it's physicians for perhaps the first time having a medium where they can openly share insight in the challenges that they're facing in their practices. Now, do you think that the social media might eventually even take over traditional clinical trials? I think that they're actually two very different tools. One of the great triumphs of the 20th century is the classic double-blinded placebo-controlled trials. And those were a triumph in that it allowed medicine as an establishment to move away from the years of snake oil or herbal cares that there wasn't necessarily a body of literature or science that supported. While those clinical trials do an incredible job of asking a very, very specific question, the challenge is that those trials take a very long period of time and often are very, very expensive. And so knowing what question to ask and when is where serendipity and the power of the bedside observation comes in. Some of the most important clinical observations and and discoveries over the last several hundred years of medicine have come, have started with a a singular observation or group of observations from physicians that are in the field. Now, what about inaccurate information, though? Certainly, that's been a discussion on sites like Wikipedia, that what happens if somebody posts something that's just blatantly wrong? How does the CIRMO community react to that? Inaccuracy is a challenge that any sort of a publishing medium has to address. In the case of journals, they've had 
many years to develop editorial function and oversight and checks and balances that allow them to screen and uh, assess through peer review and editorialization the veracity of a piece of information. In a medium like CIRMO, where information is so instantaneous and is so uh, rapidly evolving, you need different types of tools to be able to do that. So the first tool that we use is by making this a closed physician community. And what that means is anyone who's posting has been verified to be a licensed U.S. physician, but it also has the benefit in that physicians can register once and only once. What that means is that physicians tend to protect their rank and their identity very, very careful, very, very carefully within the ceremonial community, knowing that the community is able to track back their comments or their posts back to their online identity. Second thing that we do is we allow the community to rate their peers' information. And so literally in real time, the moment somebody makes a post or a comment or puts an answer into the community, the community starts to corroborate or dispute that piece of information. And very effectively, in fact, with remarkable efficiency, you start to see the wisdom of the crowds effect, where hundreds and often thousands of physicians will render an opinion on something. So the original, perhaps inaccurate post remains, but then you can see that it's not validated by subsequent viewers. Exactly. And this is some, I think, a skill that physicians are trained with from the earliest days of medical school, where we can take various pieces of information, whether it's an observation that a nurse makes or that a patient makes, or even a piece of clinical data, and a well-trained physician should be able to integrate that into uh, into a matrix in their heads as to how much this impacts uh, a particular clinical situation. If you've just joined us, you're listening to ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt, your host, and with me today is Dr. Daniel Palastrant. We are discussing the future of social networking in medicine. Now, Daniel, let me ask you to look into your crystal ball here for a moment. What do you think CIRMA will look like in, say, five years? Where I'd start looking in that crystal ball is where the changes are occurring in healthcare in this country, and in particular, what's affecting physicians, because ultimately, CIRMA will be a reflection of that. I think that healthcare is going through some major changes. I think that the physician community, on the one hand, finds the demands for its services greater than ever, and yet the pressures on physician reimbursement, on physician performance greater than ever. And what we're seeing is that CIRMO reflects that in that it acts as a medium where physicians are able to very quickly and perhaps for the first time in very large numbers share information. What's so important about that and where I see the future of CIRMO is that once information is shared effectively and efficiently among physicians, it makes it much, much harder for physicians to be taken advantage of. And I believe that a lot of the things that have occurred to physicians in the last several years, be it malpractice, be it reimbursement, some of the other political challenges are because physicians have not been able to effectively communicate with one another. And so I believe one of the key aspects of CERMO's future is allowing and um, amplifying that exchange of uh, information among physicians. Do you see, I wonder now with the political situation in this country, is that a hot area in terms of looking at the candidates from a physician perspective? Well, the various political candidates are a constant and a frequent hot topic on CERMO. Pretty thorough dissection of each of the candidates, pros and cons is provided with a specific physician perspective almost in real time in the CERMO community. But I think perhaps most importantly, what CERMO does is it allows the physicians to get a better insight from one another as to what the political challenges are. And it's been with alarming frequency that a physician will log on to CERMO and say, 
do you know that there's this change in a particular state legislature or a change in a reimbursement code? And the community is taken by surprise, and you can see the speed and, in many cases, the ferocity of the community as that singular insight from that one physician is adopted and amplified among the community. Now, I know you trained as a surgeon, so this question may be tough for you, but is there anything you think you've done wrong <laughs> that you would undo with the creation of CIRMO that's already been done? You know, I think one of my blessings has been having great mentors who, while several of them were surgeons, they were what I would call very unique in that they were very open and selfless and willing to look at mistakes and where they had done things wrong. And there's always an opportunity to improve. And I think I really have been blessed by having learned that early on, that being open to those sorts of things is critical. If I say that I've done anything wrong in the CERMO community, with the community itself, I could not be more pleased I think we've really made some very wise and in many cases very lucky choices. I think the biggest mistake perhaps that I've made so far is never thinking big enough. As quickly as we hire people, as quickly as we bring development resources in, we've gone from an organization of 25 people a year ago to well over 60 now and we're adding people as quickly as we can. I consistently underestimate the growth of the community and the needs of the community in so much as there was a pattern there that I should have recognized and been more aggressive in bringing resources online. Uh, I'd say perhaps that was one of my biggest mistakes. Uh, Well, it's a good mistake to have made. How often do you uh, cruise CIRMO yourself? My staff recently informed me that I am the most habitual CIRMO user of all. I think I average uh, 20 or 30 logons a day, which uh, I've been told I once had a clear lead there's now CERMO members who are almost as frequent as myself. On any given week, U.S. physicians spend four to 6,000 hours on the site. Now, are you planning to bring CERMO to, say, the U.K.? We are planning to bring a parallel international community uh, later this year. So it would, be, would it be like CERMO UK just for UK physicians, or would it be CERMO and have everybody in the same pool? I don't think we've figured out exactly how we will silo or not silo the communities. What our community has been very vocal about is that while they recognize the benefit that international physicians might bring in, that they would like to have areas which are exclusive to U.S. physicians. And so more and more where our development direction is moving is what we call a lensing concept, where physician members can change sort of the lens that they're looking at the community through. So if they want to look at it as just a USA lens and look at just U.S. activity, they can, but they can also flip the lens and look at international or perhaps flip the lens and look at just surgeons or just psychiatrists or just local. So not only by geography, but by practice as well. Indeed. Well, anything else that our listeners out there need to know about CIRMO? I think increasingly CIRMO is taking a role of something that physicians have long had the benefit of and have long been able to benefit their patients through which is the benefit of the collective wisdom of their peers. We're a profession that is trained and ingrained among peer review and peer insight. And I think it's been the pressures of geography as medicines become more and more outpatient, the pressures of finance as doctors are more and more pressed for time, that we seem to have lost some of that peer, um, the benefit of that peer insight. I think more than anything, what doctors are capturing or recapturing on CERMO is the power of being able to share information and insights with colleagues. Uh, And I'd encourage listeners to give it a try. I think they'll be very excited by what they see. And tell us how we can explore CIRMO. www.cirmo.com. That's S as in Sam, E-R-M-O.com. I think some of your listeners will probably see in several of the AMA publications and, in fact, ReachMD, 
their small uh, discuss on CERMO buttons, which will take you straight from the article to the appropriate conversation in CERMO, which is discussing that, art- that article or discussion. And that's been quite fun, I might add. I've had several of my shows linked to CERMO and have had terrific discussions. And, and what it has amazed me is I can post something and, and within five minutes have 50 or 60 people respond to it. It's, it's really quite remarkable. Thanks so much for sharing your insights with us today. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. We've been discussing CERMO and its future with its founder, Dr. Daniel Palestrant. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your questions and comments, so please visit us at reachmd.com. Our new on-demand and podcast features will allow you to access our entire program library. You'll even find a link to CERMO. Thank you for listening.